Geek Shock. Geek Shock. Checkity check, checkity check. Don't come back. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Matt's cooling off. Yakety yak, yakety yak. Don't talk back, Mommy. What's that from? A Twins. Like all the other movies, it's one of those movies I've seen once and never again. Who here's seen Twins more than once? Well, be- besides me, <laughs> you K- Kirsten, you seen twins more than once? It's fun. Well, I I, I saw two twins. I don't want to hear about your escapades. I want to know if you've seen the movie. Oh, it was my one chance to brag. Oh. <clears throat> no, I seen it once. So, yeah, how many times have you seen it, Jeff? Three or four. <laughs> I love it. I love, I absolutely not. What I love about Jeff is he not only loves movies, but he sees them like multiple, multiple times. And I think it's glorious. I I I wish I've seen as many movies as you have, as many times as you have. I don't know anybody at your equal, frankly. And I'm not even that high up in the like number of movies. I mean, yes, I've watched a bunch of movies that, uh, you know, are not on the top of most people's watch lists. Um, you know, I mean, I've watched most of like the AFI top 100, which is saying a lot. Sure. That spans quite a few decades. And you went to film school, so you yes. were, you know you were assigned movies. I get, yeah, we got to watch uh, certain films. We were assigned certain films that we had to watch to do research on. Um, what is the one film you have seen more than any other film? Oh gosh, it's got to be one that's just just one overtakes all the rest. I've seen this movie more than any other time. I would say it's probably either between the first Back to the Future and Star Trek II, The Wrath of God. Oh, wow. I've literally lost count of how many times I've seen those two films. Okay, what's the movie you've seen the most? Probably Star Wars or Empire. Okay. I saw Star Wars in the theater when they did the re-release in 78. Uh, I was playing at my, uh, my local theater for the whole summer. Ah, and <clears throat> one, back, back when they still did that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. And they had it, and, and it was a twin screen cinema, and <sighs> it was just there the whole oh, summer. Oh, wow. And uh, my mom, bless her soul, taught me, <clears throat> when we would go watch movies, we would actually stay behind in the theater and see a movie a second time. Uh, and so that was You could actually, do that. They didn't come back in, come in and sweep yeah, they, in between they didn't all get the really, yeah, Because quite often people would... They would let people into shows late, and then they could just you know stay to watch the oh, part okay. that they missed. But uh, yeah, if you were sitting in the theater, they didn't bother you or anything. Now it's like you're a terrorist. Get out. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I would go see Star Wars, and I'd sit through it two times, maybe more, um, in the theater. So you didn't uh, do the Steve Biggs plan to see how many different movies yeah. well, end, it, end at a certain time and then start right after yeah, so you uh, can theater hop? Well, it was... A, Set it, in the bathroom for it, 15 it, minutes. Yeah. Right? It was it was a, a twin screen, so... It, <laughs> well, you, yeah, you wouldn't have, in that case. And it's really funny because a lot of... In those days, a lot of them actually just went ahead and doubled up. 
they didn't do that with Star Wars, but a lot of them did just... The, the two screens had the same movie. So, so uh. yeah. But I saw it that summer. Ordinary People, that was a long screening. Man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I saw it like uh, 22 times. Oh, wow. In the theater. And then uh, that, there's also the year before that my mom had taken me to seeing it. And then a friend, taken a friend of mine and I to see it. And then um, <clears throat> I had it on video. And literally, uh, we had... We had uh, two uh, Shih Tzus when I was growing up. And my routine on the weekend was wash the dogs. And when I would uh, dry them, I'd put in Star Wars. And I'd sit there and, you know, comb out and dry the dogs while I'm watching the movie. So By the time you hit the trash compactor, you knew it was good to go. Yeah. So, I mean, I just watched it a jillion times on... uh, pirated VHS. Yeah, we we got to bring the monkeys in. Welcome to Geek Shock number 420. I am Master Torgo. 80s Jeff. Commander K. Maple Leaf Mad. You don't want to hear what movie I want to watch? <laughs> huh? You <laughs> just fucking go right past me? Huh? Okay, that's fine. Fuck this show. <laughs> <laughs> and we're here to talk week and geek. With Moody Matt. <laughs> and I was going to say, now we're going to the part where we hear from Matt, but sure. now I don't want to. Okay. Now, now it's... Because, Top Gun. Because... I, I don't want to hear how many times you've watched seen. A, watch a hockey movie. Come on, say it. <laughs> Go ahead. Some sort of hockey oh, movie. Oh, yeah. The Mighty Ducks. The Americans beat the Soviets. <laughs> I was going to say Strange. Oh, on Ice? That one? <laughs> I was going to say Strange Brew, but okay, sure. Oh, okay. No, it was actually it was actually Top Gun. Top Gun. Yes. That was my me and my dad's favorite movie. So we'd watch it that together. in all the time. In the, you, yeah. you, you're, you're just an awful... You're so bad at Canadian. <laughs> I mean, you're so that's bad. That's why I'm here. Captain America <laughs> is your favorite superhero. Oh, wow, Top yeah. Gun is your favorite movie. You uh, just... That's correct. Wow. That's what he was, when he was for. He's like, I'm going to grow up and marry an American. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I said, Toga. You know me so well. That's, that's exactly how it went. <laughs> Uh, Top Gun. How many times would you say you've seen it? Oh, I've lost count. Like uh, do you, just eight. an estimate. Can't, I would have to say like 50. Nice. How about in so. the theater? Did you see it a jillion times in the theater? I or? saw it like three times in the theater, okay. but I was, when it came out, what, 88 or 87? So I'd have been like five or six. Mm-hmm. But I do remember going to see it. He like smuggled me in. <laughs> so... See, been, up in Canada, they're like, rated R, you can't go see this. Or what was it, PG-13? It was PG-13. Yeah. So. Well, here in the U.S., I don't know. Was it PG-13? Top Gun? Yeah, yeah. PG-13. Was there... Are you sure it's not rated Suggestive R? scenes. Okay. Yeah, no, it was not right. rated right. The, the nudity was kind of in shadow. Well, the, the, yeah. The, uh, the volleyball scene made it rated R. Yeah. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> <laughs> Especially in the 80s. That was, yeah. <laughs> The movie I've seen the most is Breakfast Club. Ah. I've seen that a bunch too. Hands yeah. down. Uh, so much so that at one point I would stay home on the weekends and watch it and write down the script while I was watching it, pause it, rewind it until I had the whole script written longhand of it. And then when I would go to school later, I would try to write out the script from memory. Wow, that's some film analysis there. It Why was, though? Why? I just really connected to it. Just I, I honestly, it's probably the whole formation of why I like high school melodrama to this day. 
But I, I still love The Breakfast Club. And just today in the mail, I just found out about it last week, arrived the Criterion edition of Breakfast Club. They finally released it on Criterion. Nice. With over 50 minutes of deleted scenes. Wow. wow. Something I didn't realize existed because all the editions of Breakfast Club that came out before this were all bare bones. And they did finally a 30th anniversary version with a commentary by, uh, I think it's Judd Nelson and Anthony Michael Hall. And it's just sparse. And for a film that's so formative for a style of film, and I mean, it's that along with uh, Pretty in Pink and uh, uh, what's the other Molly Ringwald? 16 Candles. 16 Candles, the, the Hughes collection of high school right, films. Right, right. That's, that's, the, that's the serious one. I remember like we were at Zia one time and you walked by with a copy of Breakfast Club and you were like smacking the cover of it. And it's like, look at this shit. They still can't put out a decent <laughs> version of this on DVD or Blu-ray. And lo and behold, I did not realize that Criterion were putting their muscle behind it. And it finally came out, That's I believe, today. Cool. So you picked it up? Yeah, I, I when I found out about it, I was like, "Oh, I he probably pre-ordered it." Yeah, I pre-ordered it at that moment, so it arrived day of. I just remember another one. I watched it a bunch, not in theaters though, because it was already I wasn't born yet. Uh, the Warriors. Really? Yeah. yeah. That one. Oh, that's. I love. My mom the hated me watching that one because of like uh, I forget his, the character name, but he's like calling someone. I apologize, monkeys like a faggot and things like that. And she's like, no, that's not the, you shouldn't be saying things like that, but yeah. I enjoyed the, that movie. James Remar's character. Yeah. So she didn't like that part of the movie. Sure. But so whenever she was home, I wouldn't be able to watch it just because of that. Wow. So you had to sneak behind her back and yeah, it's one of those guilty pleasures of mine. And uh, apparently I stand corrected. Uh, uh, Top Gun was PG. Really? Yeah. I'm really I surprised it, by that. I, it said it on there and they had a picture of the original poster and I, Looked that up and it said PG. I that takes like, my breath away. Ah, you, <laughs> you. Do you have the need? The need for. Sp- <laughs> uh, he wants you to Depends take him under mighty wings tonight. <laughs> wow, you went, you went deep, I went deep, deep into that soundtrack. Into that one. <clears throat> I will say that was probably oh, yeah. one of the movie soundtracks I listened to the most. Everybody, yeah, everybody. Uh, it was a, it was a, cr- a birthday gift one year from a friend of mine. He gave me that on cassette tape. Yeah. And I listened to the hell out of that. Listen. If for no other reason, playing with the boys. I mean, no, for no other reason, <laughs> that the Top Gun theme. Yeah, the Kenny Law. Yeah. No, not, not, not no, the no, Danger no, no, Zone. No, yeah. not, I'm talking about the, the instrumental. Yeah. Yes. I like it. That, that, yeah, that song stirred something in the loins, especially the way you do it, Jeff. <laughs> Whoa. But. Well, that's the, the the first thing you hear in the film. I mean, they, they're going through the, the title cards in the film about, you know, the history of it, and then it's just, some call it, and then it says Top Gun, and it rolls right into that while you're seeing the dawn setup of the surface of the carrier and the moving the planes around. No, it doesn't. And then it... That it's is at playing. the end of when uh, they're getting they're they've just done the Uh-oh. the battle. They're on the that's in there too though, and they're oh, they're it all plays several times through the film. No, the first okay. one is, um, motherfucker! I will pull my Blu-ray right <laughs> well, out. That's it. You. We got I, I a- love this is happening right now <laughs> because in the opening oh, sequence when it rolls from you. the credits, it rolls into that, and then the right before the afterburners kick in, they roll into Danger Zone. No. Okay. You mother, you're talking to someone 
that listened or watched it like 50 fucking times, Jeff. 50 fucking times. <laughs> 50 oh. yeah. fucking how, how many times, times did we watch it at Space Camp? Because that one gift shop. We watched it a shop? lot at Space Camp, man. <laughs> we really did. It's, in fact, that's probably up there in my movies watched so many times. If by accident, if nothing right? else, for how many times it was playing in the God, gift that, shop. That one gift shop was like always playing it. And yeah, we would always catch it. Like It seemed like it, oh, we always caught it at like the same time frame it was like always like within the same 10 minute window but they they played the movie beginning to end the whole time the we first were there. the opening scene is like it's like the deep bass and then it goes into danger zone yeah that's also the same theme that's the beginning of that theme you son of a i can't wait to find out the real story behind are this. we gonna find I, out the real story i, I almost want to like stop the, podcast. the podcast, <laughs> so we can look it up right now to no. see the intro. We can't deny the shock monkeys. We have to keep the podcast recording while we check this out. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> oh, oh, there it is. There it is. Dong. And don't, dong is an actual lyric in that song. Dong. Like, that's why playing with the boys is so important. See? That's oh. the one. That's the intro into the da, 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 get, get the microphone close to it. He's got it. Get, on get oh, you can hear it? Yeah. Yeah. I apologize, Jeff. And that's the only apology you're ever going to get from me. I can believe that. I don't that. know. The night is still young. But but you know what? It's not quite. Exactly. It's not. No, but that's, that's. That's the first instrumental version of the song. But not that's on the soundtrack. That version is not on the soundtrack. Yeah, it is. Ooh, a new fight. <laughs> <laughs> it was on my cassette tape anyway. Oh, we, we had the extended soundtrack. I, I didn't have that one. He got the special one. The old Don Simpson, Jerry Bruckheimer No, this is a little, it's a little bit different. It's not. It's two different songs. Yeah. So it, if, the, if you go into the full-on <laughs> version of this, that song on the soundtrack... It rolls from that into the guitar doing the. Da, 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 da. Yeah, it rolls into it though, so that's like yeah. Two... But it's it's but it's the same song. It's all one uh, score. One one piece of the score, rather. So you're saying it's just a cut up piece and. They cut it up and and used parts of it through the film. But if you listen to the soundtrack, the official soundtrack, it's one long. It's about three and a half minutes. Sure, but I don't remember that part of it. But then again, I can't claim to remember a whole lot of it anyway. Well, I don't ask me where that cassette tape is because I have no idea. I can tell you where it's at. It's on and YouTube. It's, and it's probably not even rewound either. So it's like, fuck, I don't want to listen I, to this. I, I'm <laughs> sad that we went to the phone because I literally wanted to pull the movie off the shelves, fire up the television, go put on the PlayStation, shove the disc in there, and start the movie to see what this thing started like. Because, <laughs> well, I mean, they played Danger Zone several times times to the film and it's all cut up too because you would hear just a lot of the guitar part and then sure very little of kenny Loggins actually singing the lyrics so. but that opening bit it, it yeah. hints at the theme but it's not the full you know bring so, it in right. guitars is the sad pathetic uh result of this argument that you're both right i love that it. it's that Isn't it's like isn't that it? in the soundtrack, as the music was written, it's all one. But as it was presented in the movie, it's chopped up. I love it when when we can come together like I this. I know, I know, it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Here come together, America and Canada coming together, and just like oh. 
just well, like Maple Leaf wanted to do at four years old. I, I was going to exactly. say America and 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 Poser Canada <laughs> wanna be. <laughs> so Andy will be joining us. I don't think we've gotten to that yet. Oh, <laughs> I see stuck at a Christmas party. Yeah, July second. Whoa, 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 whoa. Why are you even explaining it? Because you know... No, he's going to explain he's what he explain he's, he's going to... All right. So. Stuck, stuck means that you have a desire to leave and you can't. He is there because yeah. he wants to be there. That's right. He'd he's rather in the be there mi- than here. He's in the middle of a white elephant gift exchange. If you're not familiar, that's the kind where if you get a gift, the person that goes after you can steal your gift instead of keeping the one they get or opening a new one or something Right. Like that. It's a commentary on race relations yes. and our history in America because, you know, white elephant. Right. You're, you're stealing from somebody. There it is. But there is apparently a action figure of Kylo Ren and Eleven from Stranger Things mashed up together that everybody's going gaga over. So he's staying there to make sure he gets it. Kylo Eleven. Okay, sure. Is what he called it when he texted me, and I'm just like, you guys are telling the whole story. We're gonna have to go through this again. I know. So I I just want to give the quick cliff notes so that they so they can be ready (laughs) for the full Shakespearean edition that's coming. They are. The Shakespearean, as told by Porky Pig. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> to, to, to be, to be, to be, to be, to be. Oh, be, I spilled to be, shit. To be, to be. You know, the picture he sent, the, the figure doesn't even look that great. No, I don't know it why doesn't. he wants it so much. It does not look great. But I guess it's the Andy's cl- a, tr- a true artist. True. It's the idea that is really amazing. And not he, the execution. And he loves himself some strange things, so... He, 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 uh, boy, that has multiple layers of, of truth. I think what you meant to say is he likes Stranger Things. That's not what I meant to say. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I didn't have the heart to tell him, like, Andy, you could do this yourself. Just go and buy a... But I was like, you know what? It's not worth it. Delete. Well, when he comes here with the, the, the gift, triumphant, like, I got it! You can then be like, oh, okay. Andy, you could have done that yourself. Yeah. I this hope is so. Andy we're talking about. He's not going to walk in the door triumphantly holding... <laughs> Kylo Eleven. It's going to be a pair of socks because someone took it from at the last and, moment. And, and then it's going to be a long story about how he almost <laughs> yes. got the character at the last minute and then wound up with a pair of socks. So, monkeys, I'm just prepping you. I'm yes. prepping you a little bit We've here. made our prediction. This, this is, is our prediction for yes. 2008. I gave you the back of the box. 2008, huh? He's going to bring the Top Gun. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. So, gentlemen, what geeky things you do this week? Absolutely nothing. God damn it. Every time. <laughs> I finished... Season two of Ash versus Evil Dead. Ooh. It was awesome. I also found out they are getting a season three. Yay. Uh, in a couple of months here. As well as I've watched half of the Toys That Made Us documentary on uh, two, of the, two, of, the, two of the four episodes. I did all of those, actually. Last I night. watched three quarters. So. Fuck you, man. Well, I- technically, I've watched three of them because I did watch most of the He-Man one when you were watching it. Yeah, you know what? I, I was it. disappointed. In the He-Man one, how so? I believed that whole thing that He-Man, the original sculpt and everything, it was supposed to be a Conan thing, and they couldn't get the rights, so they didn't bother. And uh, according to that documentary, that no- that had nothing to do with it. Frazetta was an inspiration, mm-hmm. but it was nothing about trying to get a Conan line started, and then it failed. So that I- episode shocked me a little bit because it's like. 
Oh, pull it over our ass. Okay. Oh my oh. god, that was so fucking funny. It was like, yeah. it was oh, so, didn't I tell oh, you? Oh, didn't this? I tell oh, you about oh. the TV show? <laughs> it's like, and the boardroom's like, okay, good. We can, we can sign off yeah, on that. It's right, like, yeah. oh, look at each other. Oh shit. And then they go to the next meeting. It's like, oh, oh, oh didn't I tell you about this? It's like this a bunch of that's how business decisions are made. Oh, it's, it is I, so fucking. I awesome. do love that the wasn't cheat. the GI Joe episode. No, okay. no. I do love the, the cheat, though, that they, because they set it in a world of technology and magic, they could pretty much do anything. Kitchen sink it. Yeah, kitchen sink it, you know. That like, was, oh, we can explain it this way. We that can was really it that great. way. That was really, that was, re- that was a great idea. There was one year I got to go with Paul to PowerCon. I remember you talking about that. And got to see all those guys pretty much in that thing up on the same stage and kind of arguing with each other a little bit. Kind of like they were. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's been going on for ages. Bong. Oh, my God. I love that. I love that. I want to adopt bong as my my revelatory epithet. You and Jay (laughs) from Silent Bob fame. Bong. Oh, God. That was so funny. The uh, the He-Man one was okay. I really liked the G.I. Joe one. Yeah. And the... uh, uh, the other one, uh, not the Barbie one. Uh, Star Wars. Star Wars figures one. Thank you. My brain. Star Wars was interesting. Up. It's not it's, as yeah. it's not as thorough. No. As plas- plastic galaxies. Yeah. I, I like forget. That. I forget the title. That I. Watched. But there were a lot of things that they talked about in here that you didn't get in Plastic Galaxies mm-hmm. that I was surprised about. Uh, we like get a lot that of the title right. I was a big fan of the Barbie episode. That one was a. That was the one I was going to watch next, and I, I just love hadn't. The line. I love the line. I really admire Ruth Handler, but she was a white collar felon. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's, talk about the great moment of foreshadowing of the documentary. <laughs> I would like how so they went to Germany or Switzerland, wherever the fuck it was. Yes. And they grabbed this doll, brought it back, and put the name Barbie on it. What about this other yeah. company? <laughs> yeah, like, like, like her name was Lily or something like that, and she was a hooker. Yeah, yeah. what about yeah. this other company? Did they not sue? Did they not? I was like, going to that. I want to. Not to mention that was like the one and only thing making money for Mattel for like a long time. Yeah. I was thinking this other like company would have sued. Decades. Literally the same face, everything. Yeah, the toys uh, that made us an amazing documentary series. I'm sure it's doing well, so I hope we get more. I want to. Yeah. S- I want to see the Cabbage Patch story. They, I know they a lot say of stuff they that. say it's an eight part series. Oh, wonderful! So my, my it's, f- it's it's in their uh, their title. Jeff f- will tell you the whole title sequence. Oh no! I was just to gonna it. say that my favorite part though was all chopped up when He's Torgo <laughs> when they're interviewing the uh, the women that were responsible for the Shira figure, and yeah. one of them has this chair in the background. And oh, I, I had already seen the chair, and Todd's oh, the, sitting here the, watching the CEO that. of Mattel during the nineties. Yeah. That yes. girl, yeah. yeah, the chair with the deflated naked woman. Yeah, that like, that that was that was part of the chair. Oh, I yeah. mean, it was like physically, it was the chair. That was was holding up the chair. The legs were the legs of the chair. And he's like, he's, he's sitting there. He's like, wait, what the? Did I just? He's like, he rewinds yeah. it. He goes. What is this? <laughs> you know she put it there because it's oh, like, do you want yeah. this in the back? Yes, I do. <laughs> oh yeah, th- obviously she was proud of that chair. Like, like a friend made. I don't know. But. Yeah, really. That's a friend made chair. Yeah, it's like something Andy would make for us, and then we'd be like, "Thank you." <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't wait for him to be here for that. No, that was perfect. No, it's, Andy, it's, Andy's it's used better. to the tradition oh, of yeah. taking a beating when he's not here. Yeah. <laughs> It's, it's, it's all part of the game, folks. 
Plus, he's one of the few of us that listens to the show after we're done with the show. Ah, and then so, he goes, hey, wait. So, yeah, he's going to cu- get caught up on all this. Yeah. So, anything you want to say to Andy, go None ahead. None of us listen. Right yeah, really. <laughs> He'll hear it. Yeah, no, uh, the toys that made us. It's uh, Plastic Galaxy, the, the uh, toys of Star Wars. Is the the long documentary about Star Wars toys? I know and, it was on uh, Amazon it? Prime for a yeah. long time. Yeah, I, that's I don't I know if it's it. still on there. I have no no clue. I haven't watched I it in have, a while. I would find out. It though. was really funny. I actually introduced Vernon to that. It's something he hadn't seen Star Wars ish, and that became part of our drunken DVD night tradition because he he would occasionally. It's so funny. He'll he'll sit there. We'll be several drinks in, and he'll be drunk enough, and he'll stare at the screen, and he'll be like. <laughs> Would would you indulge me if if and if we could watch Plastic Galaxy again? <laughs> so he really enjoys watching it, so we watched it's a it. a good doc. We watch it a couple times, and it okay, is it is still available on Amazon Prime. Yeah, I definitely recommend that. But Toys That Made Us on Netflix, yes, definite recommendation. It's a cool, it's a cool series. It uh, they're. F- 45, 50 minute episodes. Yep. Sort of. I will say the second episode I watched when it said, when it, the little skip intro popped up in the lower left hand yeah. corner, I was like, thank you for this. Because that, <laughs> that song was good the first time around. The second time I watched it, an episode with it, I'm just like, yeah, well, I I'm kind of done. It wasn't good the first time around. I hate that intro a lot. Well, you mean the fact that everybody singing is off key and, yes. and the music is like different from the way that they're performing the the vocals? If if there if there was an animation to back it up, I would almost say they finished it, almost shipped it to Netflix. It's like, oh shit, we need an intro. <laughs> Dude, Probably. I think it, it. In many ways, I think it perfectly suits the '80s cartoon. I, I get filmation it. mentality. Maybe it's, I, I think that's what they're going for. And as it's well, funny because they do talk about the series. Because uh, Andy watch. It's funny. Andy watches Netflix with the subtitles on, and so I saw the lyrics, and it does say it's an eight-part documentary series about the toys that we all know. Blah 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 blah, and going on and on. And um, it actually is kind of cool because it actually points out, you know, the the toys that made our dreams come true and uh, helped us all to grow, stuff like that. Oh, sure. So it was actually kind of a neat set of uh, lyrics. It's also a little, it brought some emotion to me, too, because it was like I had all those, the Battle Cat, Skeletor, He-Man, all the side mm-hmm. casts, all the G.I. Joe stuff I had except for USS Flag, which I saw that was like, oh. Oh, we were watching the Barbie one. My friend one. Michael oh, had the USS flag. Yeah. They had it set up in their garage. Wow. And I remember I remember the first time he called me up, he's like, you got to come over. <laughs> you got to see what I got for Christmas. And like He didn't tell me. So I literally hopped on my bicycle. I rode like the quarter mile or whatever it was from my and house had, to his you house. You had to go through the security gate because his parents were loaded. No, no. <laughs> they weren't. That's the thing. Okay. His parents were not like, they were very lower middle class like we were. You know, Barry's barely scraping by. I mean, this is when I was in high school. I mean, so, you know, we had a little bit of money to spend, but not enough that you could really buy stuff like that. So I, I rolled up, put the bike in his backyard, and he's like, come on, come on, come on. And I'm like, okay, what the hell? You know, takes me into uh, the kitchen where the door oh to the garage God. is. Hold on, hold on. This is like a nuclear. Oh, oh Jesus, shit. you're right. Oh my! What is uh, all Andy of this? Andy has arrived with very spillable chocolate-covered uh, strawberries and what looks like melted ice cream. 
Oh, it's moose? Okay. <laughs> anyway, so you went into the garage yeah. and your ice cream next dropped, to the like, heater. Oh my God. I swear to God, the thing fucking glowed. I mean, literally, he's like, open it up. The, the carrier deck was all shiny, plastic, gray, just like sparkling, like brand new. Walk in, and I'm just like, holy shit, you got this for Christmas? And then the Kenny Loggins Danger Zone place, yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> no, now, that's now, just chopped up version. Yeah. Actually, it started with, oh, okay. with the theme a little now, bit. Now, the only thing quite. I can think of was that he and his brother, who was like a couple years younger, they had both wanted that. So that was the gift to both of them. That might have been a way for his parents to kind of like justify it to themselves that it was worth the... But it was like $109 yeah, back yeah. then. In the 80s, yeah. And that's Which like, is... what, $300 today? I'm, I'm yeah. lucky Ish. if my parents spent, you know, uh, yeah, if you 40 got... bucks on my Christmas. Well, I remember uh, they were talking about the, the Millennium Falcon in the Star Wars one, and that was, what, 25, 25 bucks? Yeah. I, it, I, I got like $5 for mowing the lawn when I was, you know, when I was younger. It took me forever to save up. To buy the Millennium Falcon, and I got it as the Return of the Jedi version because I wanted to get it when it was still uh, the Empire Strikes Back version. Um, a little side note: my Millennium Falcon, there was a sticker over the box that was it was clearly a placed on sticker that said Return of the Jedi and had the picture. There was another sticker underneath. I remember one time peeling back that corner and where the logo that said Return of the Jedi was, was Revenge of the Jedi underneath. And I'm like, what the hell is this? So they had clearly gone into, you know, printing up stuff at Kenner before the name was changed. Wow. So I remember that being really interesting. From the documentary, it sounds like they were like barely keeping ahead of uh, anything. I mean, they were were producing stuff before they had the contract signed. Yeah. Oh, they were. They were. Not to mention the 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 five percent, ninety five percent deal that they had yeah. for Hasbro. Forever. So stupid. <laughs> well, it wasn't yeah. Hasbro. Kenner let no, it no, go. No, he's talking about Hasbro passing. Hasbro. Oh, pa- yeah, Hasbro passing. Yeah. yeah. But also when they bought Kenner. But yeah, I was gonna say the in the, yeah, and like in the well, fuck you, and he's like okay. But I guess Kenner had stopped producing toys before Hasbro bought them. Well, so he, yeah, it's bad for Ke- for Has for Kenner, or excuse me, it's bad for Hasbro not reading the fine print before they bought Kenner, realizing that Kenner had not been producing toys for a while, so that contract was null and void. You're giving that look you don't know what he's talking about. Oh, no, it's just, at this point, I'm waiting for him to talk about Marks. Okay. I know, Marks. <laughs> I want Marks and Mego. Yes. I'm so waiting for those episodes. They mm. better have. They've got Mego toys in, in like their little cut cutaways and stuff all over the place, so sure. I'm really hoping that they do that. Yeah, that would cool. make sense. I want to see Cabbage Patch, and I want to see Migos. Mm. From there, what do you think they would do? Well, I was wondering about Marks, too, because you had Johnny West, the Westerns, as well as the Medieval Knight oh, series. Yeah, Johnny West. You know, and those well, no, were a different gotta type. Be, it's got to be toys that really changed everything, though. Like well, Star they, Wars, G.I. Joe, Barbie, Cabbage Patch Kids. But Johnny West was a big deal back then. I mean, there, were, there was a whole... Before Star Wars took over the aisles, before, there was a big think, section of Johnny West. I think West. Johnny West was before G.I. Joe. I don't know that... I don't yeah, think so. Yeah, you were in your no. 40s when that happened, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, Johnny West was weird. It was like, like had molded plastic clothing. It, very hard. Yeah. You smack someone over the head with Johnny yeah, you, West. You could draw blood. Yeah, you could kill <laughs> a kid. Those, those chaps were razor sharp. Johnny West. Yeah. Wow. 
So in that case, I definitely want that one. And you know, I was always losing the hands. Yes, they came off. Yeah, you know, the hands came out. And I had a bunch of Mego figures that started falling apart, and I started piecing them back together and swapping swatching outfits on them, mm-hmm. swapping outfits on them. I, I have no characters. I don't mean to point at you, but I just <coughs> Pokemon toys. That's another episode they could do. Early oh, sure, 90s, it's possible. Early 90s, yeah. Lego could be possible. Yeah. Actually, now they, they said they say in the title sequence that you dismiss. They mention <laughs> figures. True. So I'm thinking that Playmobil. It's, that it's a figure. Yeah, Fisher Price. Ah, Fisher Price would be pretty damn good. Yeah, because that was little a people juggernaut. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I had the I had the parking structure. Yeah, yeah I did with too. The, with the elevator, and you, your car would come rolling down. And, and the last time I was in Michigan, I I found that in a antique shop, and I was this close to buying it. Oh just for my god! Remembrance sake. How much was yeah. it? I don't remember at this yeah. point, but I think it was about 80 or something like that. The thing I found fascinating, they didn't really address in the other ones, but in the G.I. Joe episode where they were talking about like all the vehicles and stuff, were the, yeah. the high profit margin um, items because oh, yeah. cause, like the figures were almost lost leaders. Yeah, it was yeah, like yeah, just yeah. getting you away to say, I need a tank, a plane, etc. to put this figure in. It's like the disposable razor blade. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Idea: The razor itself is cheap, but the blade replacements yep. are where you get your money. I'd and it almost makes sense with Star Wars if you consider they only had, didn't they only have ninety-two figures? They said during yeah. the whole initial run. That's what they yeah something like. And that. there were a ton of vehicles. Mm-hmm. I mean, and there were some that they never released until uh, well, the and current run. They started making up vehicles. That's why I want yeah. to go back to what you say with GI. How many? You said you had almost all of them. Most of them, yeah. I remember. Playing. That's a lot of vehicles. Yeah, <coughs> I was a big GI Joe fan. The GI Joe. Uh, now you're talking. Jesus, a great American hero. Wow, you are so bad at being Canadian. Hey, Canadians are American. You can't Canada. Too. Why can't you Canada? <laughs> Thank you, Jeff. Thank you. You're part of the North American continent. Yeah, you're, now you're talking about the little guys. Yes. Okay. <laughs> what Canadians? Yes. Oh, God. <laughs> the, the GI Joes that matter. We their, don't, the big ones no, don't yeah. matter. No. Shut up. <laughs> shut up. Yeah, with their beady little <laughs> eyes and their heads so full of lies. Yeah. Oh, yes. by the way, and their backwards um, thumbnail. Side note: Todd Migo will be talked about because when they talked about Migo ripping off Joe and copying even the thumbnail. Yep. That was the CEO of Migo right. that they were interviewing. They so Migo. so Migo will come up. Mm. That's exciting. I used to have an original Migo Captain Kirk that my mom found at a garage sale. Cool. And I had, the, I had one the, we bought in the store. The outfit was still intact <laughs> except for the little the little um, silver Delta Shield had gotten ripped off. And I actually took a fine tip sharpie and drew one on rock and roll but uh, I, I had the i had the the big three and and one of the klingons nice uh, but the klingon ended up getting uh uh the mummies uh outfit on backwards so it was like that, that open mm. chest thing that all the superheroes had so it was like mummy yeah. man mummy man i love when miko got creative i'm i'm really looking forward to that episode mm. i have because i worked at a comic book store and sometime in the 90s they discovered a lost palette of Mego Star Treks. Oh wow! Kirk Spock. I remember the, hearing about that. And I got a original mint in card. Still, Kirk Spock and Klingon. Nice. I still have them. Nice. nice. Um, I always liked the Klingon because it was just a brown 
the 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 Klingon phaser was just a brown recast. It's red. Of, uh, red. Was it red? It's red, yep. and that's what made it so cool. Red it phaser. It looked this brown is to war. me. It was, yeah. it was red. It was supposed to be red. It was red, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was bright red when I had it. Oh, wow. Um, another, we talked about it before, Micronauts. They really need to do one about that too, because I'm I'm mm. pretty sure Micronauts are the first ones to go down to that three and a quarter inch, three and three quarter inch. Though they were smaller than the other ones. They yeah, they were a lot smaller. They actually might have been. They were the same size as GI Joe's. They're skinnier though. They were they were they were they were they were almost fragile. Yeah, but um, and they looked like they're, they're made all rare. Right? All the Micronauts I are had, rare. Right? No. I had a crap load of Micronauts too. I loved Micronauts. Yeah, and that was the one I never got into. I got so shattered because I remember going on the great search for Galactic Defender mm. and not knowing that it was a mail in. Mm. Oh wow! And this was back when you know you didn't have a mall around every corner, or you right, couldn't so. just go on eBay and find it. Right. Yeah. So no internet to check where the stuff was from. Yeah, my dad actually was good enough. He drove me. It's like an hour across Long Island to Play World to go looking for it, and they didn't even know what the hell I was talking about. Mm. And they were like, "Well, you could try this store, that store, blah and blah blah blah." But nobody knew it was a mail-in. And Galactic Defender was basically the white version of Baron Garza, right? Uh, no, 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 no. That's Force Commander. That's right, Force Commander. Galactic Defender was sort of like Time Traveler. He was the human, the human. Fig, oh, okay. But he had that big shell bubble thing that went over oh yeah yeah like yeah, yeah yeah the the yes. kind of like spacesuit kind of like armor yeah like a like a like a 60s bad sci-fi space yes suit. yeah right there exactly. was mostly helmet exactly what your course is why i fucking wanted of course you did because that is very much my wheelhouse i really dug pharoid i thought that was a cool story. i had pharoid what was pharoid what was a pharoid? he's the one who had the time chamber that looked like a egyptian sarcophagus sarcophagus okay. sphinx thing yeah, he sat inside it. He opened it up, and he was in there. And, yeah, and there were little hieroglyphs on it and stuff. Yeah, yeah. You guys are talking a language I don't know because yeah, uh, I don't know. I'm like lost at over all. here. Oh, they could do transformers too. I just thought of that. Oh, of course they're going to do that. That has to happen. Of course, yeah. you yeah. figure that I, has to happen. I don't know why I didn't think that. Of course yeah. they're going to. <laughs> I was just thinking because I had a bunch of. It's probably because they don't want right. to focus too much on Hasbro, and they're going to have to because Hasbro hey, owned the, like everything at one point. Hasbro made us. That's what made us. Right. Hasbro owns D&D now. I didn't know for the longest time that Hasbro was the combination of the family last name and then brothers. Oh. I had no idea about that until that documentary. Oh. Hmm. Oh, I thought it was a, a meme. Haslin Brothers, I a, think, a was it. A kitty cat going, I can Hasbro. Yes. <laughs> get out. Uh, was, oh, oh, what was... Um, get out. <laughs> it was uh, <laughs> Troy McCore. I finally got Troy McCore this week. We were watching Mystery Science Theater. And it was, and it had um, land from, that time forgot. Land time forgot. With Doug McClure. Doug McClure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Troy McClure. You and might like, oh, know shit, me from such TV shows. And as... it's, it's Troy Donahue and Doug McClure. Like, of course it is. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> the Simpsons writers are fucking brilliant. Yeah, it's so they funny. really are. I came in. I I came in halfway through that because I had been out doing something and. Andy triumphantly said that to me like the first fucking thing. I didn't even know what the hell he was watching. But he's like, I now understand Troy McClure. Like on a psychological level? <laughs> no, I didn't get the joke Phil- before. I, just like, where the, I didn't even know where the name came from. I'm like, oh, duh, of course. That's- Achievement unlocked. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like watching the, 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 the picture of the two, uh, the two uh, uh, faces and then realizing there's a vase in the middle. That kind of thing. It was ah. that kind of breakthrough. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, I thought I thought you were gonna reference mall rats. You're like, it's oh, a, a boat. boat. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! I actually can't see those. I can't really. Either. Yeah, because of the operations of my eyes when I was a kid. Really? Yeah, I can't yeah. do that weird unfocusing thing on that. My, my eyes, my my eyes don't perfectly sync up. My glasses actually have a slight prism correction hmm. to get them to sync up. Ah. And so... You're less a, or human then, basically, so, right? Yeah. yeah. Lesser, more yeah. than. I oh. see more than you guys. Oh, okay. Except for those pictures. But yeah, I cannot. <laughs> it's it's kind of like when you look in the back of the $6 million man doll. That's yeah. kind of what he sees. There you go. And it's really funny because I'd get frustrated as shit. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, that's it. Actually, we had one hanging... Yeah, in the halls at, at, at Trek, Trek for a while. Yeah, for a long time. And and I was just I'd stare it was and like, stare, and it would yeah. not work. It was. It was not like a work. bunch of different ships from like they had. Uh, yeah, it was more a, boats. It, it, had, it had a runabout. It had the Enterprise D. It had um, a couple shuttlecraft. Never and, ever fucking saw them. Close they came was like seeing like a shattered airplane. It was like an airplane full of spikes. This is close I got to get into it. Well, that's cool, and you should actually draw that. Yeah. Yeah. Andy and I uh, kind of had a touched, heartfelt moment because we watched I Am Your Father. Andy touched you? No. <laughs> now, this isn't a Jeff and a Todd story. Oh, okay. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> but we watched I Am Your Father, then the I David Prowse uh, no. documentary. Oh. No, we didn't. <laughs> what? I wasn't there. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Nope. Duncan? I really wasn't there. I watched that alone. I think so. <laughs> wow, <laughs> talked about it. No, we didn't. You're right. It, you're right. It was a Tom Jeff. Holy <laughs> shit! Definitely see more than the rest of us. It's that six million dollar man t- doll sight. I'm telling you. Wow. <laughs> it puts Andy Are there when okay? he's not there. I'm trying. I, I feel a little bad if I have stolen something from him. Man. Kirsten, I don't know how to <laughs> At break. At this moment, it's gone now. I, I don't know how to break it to you, Kirsten, but Andy still hasn't arrived yet. Yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> There's no one else I saw it with. You sure Vernon, it, maybe? You sure it wasn't Vernon during a drunken viewing night? Vernon <laughs> has not been available for months. Mm. Mm. So tell me about the David Price. Yeah. Wow. I want to hear about this, too. <laughs> How'd I like it? Man. <laughs> did, you, did you like it? Did you like it? Yeah. Uh, I, I like that you had a bonding moment with nobody. Yeah, <laughs> I did. I did. It was really... I can't believe that. You're lying, aren't you? You're full of shit. I'm not. That's the best thing. You sure you weren't like blackout drunk? No, I don't get blackout drunk. I oh just get painfully God. hung over the next you morning. He's, and remember means, every awful detail of what I did. He means wow. he doesn't get blackout drunk anymore. Yeah. I never did. It was always sad. People would say, you know what you did last night? And like, uh, yes, yes, I do. Sorry. <clears throat> the only thing I can think of is maybe Duncan came downstairs like to make food or something. Could and, be. And then he stood We do there. look similar. He, he, would, he would stand there for three minutes. But, Jesus. Now I'm really confused because <laughs> I talked to somebody about this movie and I have no idea. <laughs> the only other thing I could think of is I had a weird dream that night then. Matt B. Uh. Matt B. That's the only other thing now, I could think is of. Is this the documentary that ends with Prowse doing the Anakin role at the end yeah. of Jedi? Yeah. That was a weird movie mm-hmm. overall. I I like the parts that got into his history. Yeah. But the parts where they're trying to put this thing together, it's sweet that they did, but I don't know if it worked as a documentary piece, especially since you didn't get to watch the scene. Well, I know. It's Lucas a Lucasfilm film. wouldn't give him permission. Yeah. And that, of course, that, that part of the story... The whole 
axe that Lucasfilm has to grind. Yeah. So especially when um, <clears throat> the big thing that was supposed to have now, gotten him. Now, I just want to include an indication on who David Prowse is. He's the one that played Darth Vader. Yeah, right. He's the physical form of Darth Vader. And James Earl Jones being the voice. He came into it uh, really feeling like a part of the cast and a part of the whole mythos and everything. Still does. He was commenting that uh, his, you know, his, his wife to this day feels that Star Wars kind of takes over his life. He, he says he has to be a little careful uh, talking about it and, and how he interacts with it and everything. But he uh, doesn't get invited or up until the filming of the documentary anyway, hasn't been invited to Star Wars celebrations, was kind of pushed to the side. And I didn't understand the the full scope of it, but apparently it was um, this interview <clears throat> and that appeared in the Daily Mail where he supposedly revealed that Darth Vader gets killed in uh, Return of the Jedi. And he's like trying to explain to Lucas because he literally got summoned into the, you know, called out to the woodshed. And Lucas was really angry, and he was trying to explain to him that he had he did not right. he had nothing to do with that. But um, they didn't believe him. And the interesting thing about the documentary is they talk with the Daily Mail reporter who uh, had uh, worked on that story, and that guy had said, you know, if they really did that to Prowse, and he he really wasn't fully aware of that. But he was like, if they really did um, um, isolate him because of that, that was a terrible injustice because Prowse didn't tell us. They did call Prowse to ask him to confirm the story, but they said someone else from the set, either a tech or an extra, called and revealed that um, Vader was going to die. Yeah. And his editor was like, call David Prowse, ask him how he feels about it. And, and Prowse was like, you know, I told them, they don't tell me anything. Because by Return of the Jedi, they already, I mean, that was after Empire, right. where they didn't tell him, I am your father. So he was like, they don't tell me anything. I don't know what's going on. So I can't confirm or deny that I die or anything. And uh, Lucas would not believe him when he was saying that. And it's really weird, because it seems like the article said David Prowse confirms... Vader gets killed, but the reporter's like, yeah, no, he didn't. He did not confirm that at all. So decades, literal decades of being isolated uh, because of that. That sounds like a Lucas movie, though. He's a jackass. (laughs) Ouch. (laughs) Although it was really funny because Lucas didn't get interviewed for the doc, but producer Gary Kurtz did. He didn't get interviewed for the the toy thing either. He's not doing interviews anymore. Yeah, he just won't talk to... He won't talk. Gary Kurtz actually uh, was talking about how sometimes Prowse would say things to the press and talk to the press about things that they really didn't want him to. So apparently Prowse speculated after Star Wars but before Empire. He was talking in an interview and uh, he was like, wouldn't it be... A neat thing if it turned out like Darth Vader was Luke's father or something like that. So he totally pulls out of his ass, guesses 
that thing. And he didn't even say, like, that's the truth. He was just saying that would be something cool. He's doing what fanboys do. Yeah, that I would like to see, you know, in the next movie and stuff. And he turns out that he was right. <laughs> and Gary Kurtz said that that was a little annoying because he was talking about stuff that he, he shouldn't have been talking about, even though it was a pure guess that he mm-hmm. just... Well, and, and Lucas hadn't even written the second script yet. Yeah, yeah. Gary so. Kurtz kind of said... That was before we knew anything was happening. Yeah. We made that first movie. It was a standalone. We didn't think there were going to be sequels. and Which so. is funny because that directly contradicts yeah. Lucas's original statement that he wrote the three movies of the original trilogy as one movie and then oh. split them up, there, which has since been debunked by right. several there, people involved in the whole there's thing. There's a but. book I've been picking at over the last year. It's a 700-page book, like the complete history of Star Wars, no. and it's doesn't go into the filming of it riddle that 700 page just talks about the writing of who wrote what and when is what that book should be called and yeah it, it covers the whole thing about the early star killer stuff all the way up to all the times that they changed not only what they wrote but the story afterwards as to when they said they wrote it it's amazing document it's a little dry why it's taken me so long to read it but if you want to know all the bells and whistles of what was written when, this is your book. Because yeah, I seem to term. remember like uh, Gary Kurtz saying in some interview, I wish he would Pete stop telling people that story or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah. It's a terrifying concept of a book that you can't get through. No, it's not that I can't get through it. It's that it takes you a while to get through it. Well, yeah, a book that takes you time, that's still a terrifying well, concept. <laughs> Anything that's got too much minutia can be really difficult to, to plow through. This is nothing but it's it's very dry minutia all the way through. Uh, it, well, it's up there with a couple other books that take but me forever. O- the October twentieth, nineteen seventy. Yeah, very Lucas much. Just so. came in and gave but me dry minutia is the fertilizer <laughs> of creative yes. stuff, and that's how you get blue milk. Yes, exactly. That you suck from the teat of the creature yourself. Mm. <laughs> but there's a Star Trek book that's along the same lines. That's taken me a few years just to pick at here and there. The history of the uh, uh, of RPGs through the decades. Oh, is playing it, at the world is. Uh, yeah, John Peterson's like, that goes by decade and yeah. 80s, 90s, mm. aughts. Oh, that's uh, 70s. Sh- that's I think that designers one, and dragons. Yeah, that's uh, uh, Apple Klein's. Uh, I think it's a massive tome, yeah. and it co- it covers everything. But because it's so massive, because it covers everything, it's not it's like a, a sit down and read. It's a it's a reference book. So those and the complete history of Britain. These are all books that I pick at over time. Complete history of Britain. Complete history of Britain. Wow. Of yeah. course, <laughs> thousand pages. You know, oh, one, uh, yeah, half page per year. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. How many exactly. chapters are there on crumpets? Uh, I haven't gotten to the crumpet section yet. Okay, I'm getting there. God, that was the worst British presidency. Right. I, I'm still, I'm mm. still de- dealing with uh, Viking invasions. Oh wow! Damn Vikings! Oh, yeah, bloody <laughs> Vikings! Oh yeah, hot cross buns. Yeah. Well, it, what? only if you can get them to a penny. Uh-huh. Any more than to a penny, they're they're but not worth it. What else to do, gents? Oh wow! Okay. I just oh, came my. from a Christmas party. Did you? What? Yes. That we no. didn't talk about at all. No, no, no. <laughs> no we talked about it. No, just shut up. No, why did you go ahead? <laughs> well, this, this, the, the, it's a white elephant thing, so stuff is being swapped back and forth. Uh-huh. And this this Vok, uh, Voki, who was the original. Um, 
uh, a gazillionaire. It really is. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, for, for, for absence. Shakespeare together. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> He's talking about a character that's in a show on the strip called Absinthe. Yes, absolutely. We've, we've talked about it once or twice on the show. Many before. times. Excellent show. The original gazillionaire, amazing comedian. Yes. And but, he's, he's semi-retired, so he's like spending his time kit-bashing action figures and making them into different weird things. Say he's not That's that a fine old, hobby. and he's semi-retired? Well, he just had a kid, so they're sort of oh, like okay. kicking back. Retirement's been forced on him. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, like I, I, I saw he did a great uh, Jar Jar as a, as a Th- Sith Lord action figure with the, with the box. But this was with the card and everything, and the thing, and, you, know, on the, you know, with the card, and it was... Uh, uh, Eleven mashed up with um, um, Kylo Ren, so it was it was uh, Kylo Levren. Kylo Levren. Kylo Levren. Kylo Levren. Kylo Levren. Eleven and Ren mixed together. Kylo Levren. Yes. Okay. Yeah, but it was it was gorgeous, and uh, it, and it went around every round. It got stolen every round. It was well, like 22 rounds. Hence why you're so damn late for 22 yes. steals of Kylo Eleven. Yes, exactly. Wow, that's a generous white elephant. Why were there 22 rounds? Because <clears throat> there were 22 people. That's a big-ass white elephant. Yeah. That is, yeah. Well, uh, it's an elephant. Mm-hmm. And then there was other stuff. There was a lenticular uh, death with a shotgun thing that everyone kept swapping back and forth. and <laughs> Lenticular <laughs> death. Wait, someone was trading on death by shotgun? It was a picture of death holding a shotgun. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Lenticular. Figured death. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. That and then there cool. was a Stranger Things uh, cup set that looked like, like Burger King cups from the 70s. All Some right. Cool we're all stuff. wondering, what did you end up with? Yeah, that's my question. I ended up with this sweet-ass unicorn, baby. Of course you did. <laughs> of course you did. Wait a minute. Wait. Wait. <laughs> no, There's no, no, more. No, no, no. Hold on. Andy ended up with a unicorn, and no one is surprised. <laughs> <laughs> and let me guess, you squeeze it, and makes that face. I love it. That's a that's a think geek thing, if I remember yeah. right. Wait, that I think we saw that on a fail thing because it made a kid cry. The oh, kid was huh. like all excited to get it, and then they did the face, and <laughs> yeah. and the kid's yeah. like, ah! there's there's so videos it's, of them out there. Yeah. There's different ones. It's it's a feisty cute pets tie style face tie the the plushie maker. Of course you ended up with a unicorn. And then you press this little thing on the back, and it bears these fangs and gives you the evil eyes at the same time. Yeah. So, yeah, I love these. I'm, I'm glad yeah. you ended up with one of these. That's, that's fun. You didn't tell them what her name is. Oh, tell her the name, because I've forgotten. What's her name? Glenda Glitterpoop. Oh, well, of course it is. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't it be? Likes, zombies, mushrooms, electrical sockets. <laughs> Dislikes, balloon animals, world peace, and lollipops. <laughs> You gotta have you guys, you gotta have that up there. Jeez, True. sounds a little murdery, Andy. Yeah. So, are I, you happy you got that? I am. I'm happy you got yeah. that. That's Come a on, nice man. piece. You know he's happy he mm-hmm. got that. I speaking of murdery, I finished the Punisher. Oh, good. Ah, and you're right. What a brutal show. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Don't spoil it. Still, I'm, I'm not only spoiling like anything. But man, uh, yeah. The the violence is hard and fast, yeah, and, and bloody. And, and Kay is right. I mean, he came in maybe halfway through, watched me watching it, and I was squirming halfway through, and he'd already seen it all. He goes, "It only gets worse." Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Andy's watching the scene. He's like, "Oh god!" Ah! And I'm like, "Man, you, that's nothing. You are doomed." Stabbings are stabbings. Yeah. Oh my god. The the yeah the that alone. Mm-hmm. From I mean, there was actually more. 
but the the just the i mean it, really it was prison shanking i yes. mean it was just the the, the rapid yes oh it, it's it's a it is I'm amazed that Marvel, <laughs> even with Punisher, allowed yeah. it to, to go this far, and I am happy they did. Yep. Yeah, not this, a whisper of superheroes, not a whisper of the supernatural. It's amazing. Yeah, and except, it's, except maybe the the amount of punishment, frankly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, That's a good point. But uh, yeah, because because that man is full of holes. Yes. Yep. By half the series. So yeah. so I yeah I can't recommend it enough. It's it's beautiful Punisher. I can't wait till they do more. Mm-hmm. Uh, you at the end of it, if you know Punisher lore, you know what they're building toward. At at the end of that episode, you're like, oh, I know what season two is going to be yeah. about. Andy found out going to the IMDb. Yeah, page. yeah, that, that pissed me off. I, oh, I, I was I was trying to figure out the the actress who played the mother of um, uh, the, the female detective. The, uh, oh, okay. Per, the, it was Persian, I think. Yeah, Persian actress. And I was trying to figure out who she was. I thought she was somebody else. And in doing that, I saw the names of one of the characters. I'm like, oh, yeah. damn it! <laughs> yeah, it's really weird too because they don't use that name, not at all. And and so why you know why even mm, okay why even do that? But they did. They listed him under that name. I didn't even realize that. Wow. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah that's that's not a good move. No. But, but yeah, it's it's. And if you watch, if you watch uh, Westworld, um, asshole brother-in-law of the quote-unquote nice guy in Westworld is uh, the, uh, the 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 good buddy, uh, war buddy of uh, Frank Castle. I didn't realize mm. that, but yeah, yeah, that's wow. him. That's him. It was funny because I was staring at him for episode after episode, and I'm like, who the fuck is he? Mm-hmm. Who is he? And then it finally clicked. Charming some, actor. There was some mannerism where he was doing his charming bit, mm. and I'm like, "Oh, it's the asshole from Westworld." Okay, yeah. <laughs> I noticed too. March eighth is the next Jessica Jones. I can't wait for that. Ooh, oh, yeah. so much! Sweet. Oh, I can't oh, wait for March eighth. Yeah. Oh, so where's it gonna? You know that one. I'm really wondering because of all of these. Even God bless him. Even more so than Vincent D'Onofrio. Jessica Jones, the villain, really defines that 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 series. Yes, and 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 Tenet's Purple Man is just, uh, what in the fuck are they gonna do? Yeah. What are they gonna give her to do? Because that was that was that my was, understanding is Tenet's coming back for the second season. What Get the fuck? Yeah, out. that's my understanding. He's going to be playing in her uh, PTSD flashback things like that. Oh, okay, which makes sense. Oh, all right. Well, okay. He'll be coming back anyway. Because there's a backstory of him controlling her that you they don't talk about. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, there's a lot of lurid, icky stuff you could just imagine oh, happening yeah. on on all levels. Well, hell, that happens in the comic that has didn't happen right. in this one. So right. Mm-hmm. Maybe uh, they'll be drawing more of that then. Maybe so. Mm. Yeah. Well, let's do a little business here. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Of course, I uh, want to remind everybody that this weekend, Friday night is the Star Trek Experience Reunion at the Millennium Fandom Bar. Begins yes. at 7 p.m., if I remember right. Yes. 7 p.m. till question mark. And open to the public. Yes. Yeah. Any yeah. and all are welcome. Alex, the owner of uh, Millennium Fandom, has made it a Star Trek night. So um, the public can show up. Uh, anyone who loves Star Trek, period, 
can show up and there's going to be a bunch of, uh, well, former uh, workers who were at the experience as well as a f- fans. We've got a few people who are just longtime fans who are going to be showing yep. up as well. Mm-hmm. No idea how many are coming because we did create a little page on Facebook and like nine people confirmed. Well, then but, again, there are people that have confirmed to me that right, they're coming. Exactly. They, that verb- did not com- Yeah, did not confirm on the page. Verbal confirmations yeah. are, are a lot. So we're expecting a and lot like of people. And like private Facebook co- confirmations too. Yeah. So I could so. show up and pretend I, wor- I was there as a worker, but I was at the Daystrom Institute? Sure. Yeah. yeah. Don't believe you. The Daystrom Institute? In fact, yeah. in fact, I'll back you up. Okay, perfect. I'll the more than likely Jupiter be going, plenty. so. Yeah. Cool. I, I personally think you were from the planet of the killer pancakes, but. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh yeah, those suckers. Yep. Yeah. The ones that killed Kirk's brother. Yep. Uh, Kirsten actually did a little nice uh, audio bit oh, yeah. for the thing, and I'll be damned if I can find it again. Uh, oh. I, it was up for a short time, and uh, it was him in April reprising It Commander- should be on the page still. Commander- yeah. I think it's. I think the problem is. That I think it's on the private page and it's not on the public page, which is mm. probably why I'm having trouble finding it. But that was a uh, Kirsten reprising the role of Commander Castran yeah. and April reprising the role of Commander Tauren. Yeah, that was a sweet morning to come down the stairs. And that, hear that was going funny. On. Yeah. Oh, so you were there for that one? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm not going to say anymore because I don't know what the. I, I'm obviously blurring shit right. together now. Maybe Andy's right. lack of sleep is playing with his mind, and he doesn't consciously remember being or, there. Or maybe yeah. his lack of sleep is playing with my mind. Yeah. Fucking me up. <laughs> but yeah, it was funny. Uh, April and I, she came over. We recorded this. We just did a, We just did audio. Because uh, it, it's actually funny. As she explained to Andy, there... Uh, at this point, April and I only have one set of antenna and one pair of eyebrows between the two of us. So Kistran and Tarin appearing in the same shot is uh, <laughs> impossible. currently impossible. <laughs> Editing. <laughs> no, no, same shot. You know, like well, you were you were we, communicating over subspace, yeah. So, so it would have to yeah, be two it would have been, it would been cutaways, yeah. and that would have been a pain in the ass because uh, not someone really. would have to be. Yeah, it who, just would have taken for, for an editor, no. <laughs> yeah, but for the actors, it would have, it would have been a, a pain in the ass. And you know, it's not safe to share antenna. Come on, you know. Yeah, really. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. not these days. Gross. But um, so we just did a we just did an audio. She threw together a script, and I'm sorry, it was actually Major Taran, wasn't it? Uh, you were, no, you were she, a commander, and she was no, no. She was she was a commander. I was a lieutenant commander, and then oh, towards okay. the end of the close, it's it's funny talking about this like it's all real. <laughs> but at, and towards the end of the closing of the station, he was promoted to commander. Uh, oh wait, wait, wait! No, she was a lieutenant commander too. That was April Shtick. She always introduced herself as Commander Tauren. Mm-hmm. She was actually Lieutenant Commander. And, of course, a Lieutenant Commander can informally call themselves yes. Commander Blah. Well, they did but, it but on she, the show all the time, she too. She let people think that she was a Commander. And Kastran was her kind of like administrative assistant secretary. And so stuff that she wanted to happen sometimes wouldn't happen. And the entire time she was at the station, she never got her promotion. But right in the months leading up to closing, Kastran became a commander and outranked her. And April, bless her soul, totally played. She totally yes and that and just totally <laughs> was like, 
why are you a commander and I'm still lieutenant commander? And I'm like, I, and she goes, didn't you submit my paperwork for the promo? And I'm like, uh, it must have gotten lost. I certainly <laughs> got lost in some space. Just like when the when they came out with the, the, the Migo um, commemoratives and they had an Andorian. Oh, God, she was so goddamn funny because she would pick it up and she would chase Quan, uh, Jared, who played the Ferengi Quan, around retail going, this was supposed to be me. This was supposed to be a female Andorian. What's up? And he's like, ah, you know. And then she but you did this, didn't you? And she'd get all up in my face. You had something that, and I'm, me, I just, I, what? Yeah. So now we have the, now we have, tell me the backstory. How did you end up screwing her? at the end because she was mad at you <laughs> whoa oh, no well, well I yeah, i'm curious about that too because i don't think i was in on that storyline curious now actually There's, there was like a dozen storylines going on at any given oh, time uh, and i was maybe privy to five of six of them because i would witness them doing a lot of it on the floor but because i couldn't really leave the bar much there was equally as much interaction okay. going on out in the retail areas, yeah. in the upper, uh, the upper ride area, et cetera. Yeah. yeah, actually, it, it's funny because the story is actually post-closing. Oh. Um, Wait, how'd that happen? Because <laughs> we as actors can't stop. We, okay. Yeah, we <laughs> actually, April, uh, April has filmed a couple of um, uh, Taren things, including, we. I think we mentioned... Uh, a few months ago, she even appeared on Star Trek Continues. Yes. The uh, the YouTube fan films. Uh, she appeared as Taren. Uh, we did a film. We did a, a well, she Vernon. Played, she was an admiral on Continues. I don't know I if she was Taren though. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, she. I don't think I she can't was remember t- the name. I don't of think the character. she was Taren actually. No. But anyway, um, uh, Vernon put together this little bit where. Taren was at Francine and Jerry's. Yeah, that was pretty And funny. she showed up to do some signings. And she was really irritated because it was Francine and Jerry's house. It wasn't a convention. She was not really the marquee player. And as the thing goes on, it's revealed that Kistran punked her into going there. And then... Uh, the ship that she's supposed to get transported to, because she transports down into the film, she doesn't transport out, and then the ship goes to warp without her, stranding her oh, in the uh, in the 20, uh, 21st century. And that was Castran's fault. So we continue that in this <coughs> video, continue that little bit of story. So, so yeah, she's been stranded, living on Earth, sleeping in Jerry and Franzine's uh, <laughs> freezer for years just just wanting desperately to get off of earth i smell sitcom mm-hmm. oh yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. dorian's like the breens right cold yeah it's gonna be, we like oh, the yeah. cold that's right so so yeah it's it it was fun um it took a a minute or two to get back in the voice but then april and i just verbally sparring mm-hmm. it was it just it you know it reminded me of uh Back in the the good old days, those were the fun times of work. It was so much fun to come down the stairs and he hear did. Those he came down right mid, uh, and uh, God bless you because uh, you, you as soon as you and saw what we were doing, well. you were nice and quiet mm-hmm. and you let us finish. Didn't uh, spill anything. Yeah, <laughs> but he came wow. down mid recording. Let him finish. So <laughs> I'm gonna let you finish. <laughs> <laughs> so and 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 then after uh, April's like, okay, good, we got that and. 
Andy was just like, oh, just like the good old days. Nice. So yep. if you want to experience some of these stories, I'll start with the experience. Again, this Friday. Experience is uh, good. At 7 p.m. Millennium Fandom Bar. Join us. Please do. A uh, bunch of us will be there. I'll be there. Uh, April will be there. Uh, the, the, I'll be there. The offspoken of Vernon. I think. Ooh, I don't want to commit him to it. I think, though, Professor Biggs is coming he's in. talking he's, about it he wants to be there he says he's gonna do his darndest to be there okay or he's gonna try I'll, I'll race him so i'm coming yeah, from Jeff california will be that there. Day too. i don't know you gonna be there yeah. more than likely i will be there there chief, you go chief the the no-name bartender that do you is always darren's been darren's friend you've got something <laughs> with your name on it don't you yeah i have my uh yeah i'll probably bring my uh my bowling shirt which is what the they Those had us bartenders cool. wear mm-hmm. I wish for the I'd last actually, couple of years we were open. That's the one thing I wish I'd done. Well, no, I, I wish I'd done one of the crew jackets. But <laughs> Somebody I, I ran into the convention said that they were able to commission from the same company that made the, the blank shirts. They were able to buy some of those and then send them to do uh, send up to somebody that did a reprint really? of them. So oh, I'm trying to remember who it was now because it was somebody that was one of our regulars. Wow, that's because really I said cool. if you know, I. That's if a good question. To ask mine, people mine are so worn out that I I really only bring them out of the closet for special occasions now because they are like the first date. Hey baby, the, uh, got something to show you. The screen printing on them <laughs> is starting to flake away. Oh, I mean, well, I mean, the shirts are really. Yeah, well, wow. the shirts they're like twelve or fourteen years old now. Wow, so yeah. twelve or fourteen Built years old. Last. I feel like Andy. Still well, but yeah, remember I wore them. Eight hours a day, five to six days a week. So they must so, smell too. No, <laughs> I never washed, washed them. them once. Oh, okay. wash them all the time. That's why they're not in oh. great shape. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> yeah, kids, don't wash your shirts all. No, the time. no, no. It'll wear them out. It's yeah. a new, it's a new Star Trek perfume, Essence of Chief. <laughs> <laughs> Pond far. I was like, oh, I remember you. You're you're Darren's friend. You bartended at the experience. Yeah. Oh, no. <sighs> you're like, yep, that's me. Yep. <laughs> now, if you want your Geek Shocks hosts without so much trek, we are doing another live show Saturday, March 3rd at the James I. Gibson Library at 1 p.m. for their Comic Fest. So join us then. We'll keep reminding you as we get close to that. Okay. Yep. No swearing. <laughs> Fuck no. <laughs> so we got to find something new and weird for you I'll, to eat, Matt. I'll be um, like a whore in church. Um, Sweating profusely. Oh, oh sure. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. And if you're part of the Geek Shock Book Club, the choice of the first book of the year is John Scalzi's Old Man's War. So we'll be discussions of that will be opening on the first of January. But I'm excited because I get to join start my year of Scalzi early. Yay. Didn't somebody review that for the, the old video show? That seems really familiar. I that book. Uh, it would have been me or uh, just Michael. I think it was you. Yeah, but I'd have to go back through all. The I know old I video. can hardly remember because I seem to remember doing it, but as as this episode is shown, I can't remember shit. <laughs> <laughs> so Andy was there well, too. Yeah, I I don't so. want to ask any of you, and not to mention like not all hundred episodes are still up on the YouTube channel because uh, I have to keep fighting to put them back up when they get pulled down mm. for quote-unquote copyright infringement, even though I have permission to use all those clips. Thus, the nature of modern YouTube. Yeah. Oh, in fact, uh, there was some big old uh, uh, problem with YouTube in the way that their 
that their AI runs through that because yeah, I call it Tuesday. Well, no, but I mean, like, yeah, it's just like <laughs> some Tuesday. some big company <laughs> was having an issue with their own like original content or something. Good. That, and YouTube was yanking it down. That's and it's the like, only, no, we own this. That's the only way that will get fixed is yeah. when YouTube fucks with a big company because they sure as shit don't care about the the little YouTubers. No. No. Uh, Movie Bob just did a uh, year's best or year's worst of uh, of movies for 2017, and he made a point of he. I think it was his year's best, but a, a fucking thing got pulled down because he was just using stills. And he's like, this is fair use. I yep. got to appeal it. It's an appeal, but I'm not going to do this twice. So this one, and he puts up uh, copyright ID as bullshit <laughs> marker. Every time he had was supposed to have a still in the movie he was talking about. Well, it's it's a long process. Like We would review usually six items. And anytime one of those gets flagged, you put in that for fair use... And then they release the hold. But if any one of those other items gets flagged again, it would get pulled down again. And then you would have to go through the process again. So I can totally yeah. sympathize with him because even sure. just using stills, a best of the year, he's got to have a dozen or so more stills in there. So well, I think it's, it's, it's like fighting that same battle sure. 12 times. I think it's bullshit because the system is set up where it pulls down and then you prove it's okay yeah. when it should be the other way around. You well, should have to prove it's a violation. And, there, uh, and it's, it's frustrating, like too. Is uh, innocent proved, until proved guilty? Uh, yeah, well, it's frustrating, that's too, legal because uh. you follow YouTube's own guidelines for, for, for producers, and it still gets yanked down. Sure. It's like, you, you know, you cite the title, the publisher, or the uh, distributor. You do all of that stuff, and it still gets yanked. So for those that have lamented why the Ugly Couch Show really doesn't exist anymore, that's kind of why. Yeah. Because when we put something up, it doesn't stay up for long. So, And, uh, and as Jeff says, the battle is uh, exhausting to fight. The man is Blame trying to YouTube with their beady little eyes. Yeah. Yeah. And he's here, folks. Yes. He'll be here for... <laughs> oh, thank God somebody confirmed that for me. Yeah, that's cause... good. <laughs> oh, hey, you didn't want to get into the... The, what we got from oh, yeah. Major Meh. Let's do that. Thank you, yeah. Major Meh and Rum Cake. Uh, they gave us uh, they gave us a Christmas gift that I forgot to bring last week to uh, present to the crowd. Where's the rum cake? You got the no. that, but where's the that's rum an cake? internal matter. No, listen. Yeah. Where's the other very four internal? Cups? <laughs> where's the other four cups? We, we got yeah. one mug. <laughs> we got one mug that we'll have to share. Um, yeah, it's, it's better than sharing antennas. Come on, it's so. like the village bicycle. Everyone's had a ride. So, <laughs> <laughs> so but so we, we got to decide a, who gets the mug. A glappy mug this week. Uh, Andy gets it last because we might never see it again. Yeah, that's true. Sad news, actually. My fact-checked Andy cup died. Glass. Glass. Are you serious? Yep. Oh no. Yeah. The, the the one that Jamie made yeah. you yeah wow it was it was I'm my not go- surprised but wow it was my go to cup <laughs> I was taking good, such good care of it and I just went to put it down and it slipped out of my hand and fell fa- fell as all fit. things do yeah <laughs> inevitable but sad <laughs> yeah he's sitting there talking to me and he's just like swishing some water in it to rinse it out and he's like yeah so then I oh no <laughs> Oh, no, oh it's terrible! Wait, I broke wait, my wait. glass. He was. Did he miss? He missed the the drying rack. Is that what you're? No, saying? no, no. no. Just, he it actually slipped out of my wet was, fingers. He was on target. He just 
There was a premature release. Mm. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. it, it, I'm it, familiar with that. It fell all of three or four inches, but it fell it three or four inches. It was not a long fall. On a critical, a cup, on a, fell on the critical thin lip. Yeah. Uh. That's, 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 that's sad. But How yeah. mortified was Jamie when you told her? I haven't told her. <laughs> yes, you have. Well, <laughs> now, well you have now. <laughs> you have now. <laughs> I would like to say the rest of the glasses are all safe and sound. Yes. yes. In their respective places. Well, I've yeah. been drinking out of Kirsten's, so. Oh. <laughs> what? <laughs> you told me I could, remember? It was while we were watching that movie. Oh, that's <laughs> right. No. Wait a minute. <laughs> oh, fuck. So, so keep... I just realized a major complication to this situation. <laughs> so, so, so keep in mind, if you decide you'd like to grace us with a gift of some sort, uh, that glass is good for four-fifths of us. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. Otherwise, you want... Plastic, the uh, plastic, the uh, unspillable cups that somebody said. Who sent me those? God, I wish I remembered. I, I, I mailed, but I've, I have, I got a set of cups that was unspillable, and they sat in a box for a long time. And I finally pulled them out um, when I moved, and they're perfect, except that they have to have the right surface. If you have a, if you have a, you have to have a flat, smooth surface. Flat, smooth You can just bang on the side of things. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, it and it it does. It holds well. And Andy actually will make me a nervous wreck because he'll set it down triumphantly, look at me, and then slap the side <laughs> of the cup. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, uh, it's got a basically it's got a self-release suction cup on the yeah. bottom. Yeah, and so. it, it's well designed because any angle other than straight up it will yeah. hold. But if you pull straight up, it will release. And it doesn't feel like it's a suction cup at all when you pull it straight up. Yes, actually, no resistance, nothing. It's 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 really well designed. Yeah. Wow. So, but yeah, it's it needs a. A hard, smooth surface doesn't work on our felt. It doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) There's actually a version that uh, same mug. So pleased. (laughs) (laughs) There's a version of his mug that actually has a spill-proof lid that I saw at Best Buy the other day, and I'm like. He needs this one. Well, yeah, because <laughs> well, yeah, if, if you fill it up pretty high and then smack in it, then it starts sloshing yeah, well, on the sides. Sure, yeah. Well, I mean, it literally has a little lever. You have to push on the lever to be able to drink out of it. And as soon as you let go, it instantly seals. Yes, so. we call that a sippy cup. Yeah, mm. well, look, let's face it, folks. It's not going to be fail-safe with Andy until it's an IV. Ah, uh, yes. As my dad always used to say, you can make anything idiot-proof until you realize that idiots are goddamn smart. Mm. <laughs> You know what? I like the IV idea, but do you know we actually have a shortage of IVs right now? Oh, that's yes. right. Yep. Because they're all made in uh, Puerto Rico? Yes. And oh. imagine that we can't get them because they have to have power. All right. No more about politics. Promised. We have a lot of news, guys. Oh, boy. Because we've kind of neglected news over the last couple of weeks. Yes. And we're going to continue to neglect it because we've also got quite a few emails. So that's what we're going to do right now. We're <laughs> right. Emails. 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 It's the first show of the year. Exactly. We can ease into emails. it. Emails. Exactly. We've got emails. Shock monkeys have something to say. Slowly insert into the year. Yes. Whoa. Wow. Wow. With some... A hard, mind. smooth, yeah. sippy cup. I was going to go with something with some, you know, some lube or something. Some lube. Like. Smack nah. it on the side a little bit till it spills. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah. Let it slosh around. <laughs> oh. That was actually one of the other gifts that got passed around a few times. There was oh, a infl- what was her name? Inflatable, <laughs> inflatable doll, three holes. Uh, well, only three? I saw what's his name in the picture. Jimmy so. Slonina. That's who yeah, brought okay. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. God damn it. I think he signed it, too, at the end of it. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Well, Yeah. That, um, it's not sexy without it. Yeah. It wasn't sexy. They were like ex- examining it afterwards. Somebody inflated it and it was like 
they were poking their fingers into things and it's like rough like the edges of them were, were <laughs> you would hurt yourself if you had sex with this ah. well you know if you're into it yeah sure into torn flesh on your penis like a vagina with teeth kind of yeah go, vagina dentata a little vagina dentata plastica <laughs> I bet you can't say that again without- vagina dentata plastica Wow. Yeah. Bibbidi bobbidi boo. All right. First email. Greetings from the cardiac unit of Boston Medical Center. What? Uh-oh. Hey, Maple Leaf. <laughs> Congestive- those, are my pe- those are my peeps. Yeah. Congestive heart failure is a bitch. Yeah. Oh, my God. But it affords one time to catch up on cartoons. I am watching Star Wars Rebels on Disney XD. What does the X stand for? Extra. What no, does the D stand knows. for? Dick. That's right. Extra dick. Which How much don't dick? Wanna... We don't really know exactly, but there's a lot of it. Too much, in fact. One might say we have extra, extra dick. Because sometimes you need a little dick. Other times you need extra. Disney XD. Keep up the funny and fuck your couch. Asshole Gabe from Boston. Gabe, man. feel better for God's yeah. sake. Oh, yeah, man. Jesus. My word, man. Wait, how I, long ago was that email? Uh, about a week ago. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that would have been awful if that was like, oh, oh that, yeah. Oh, in oh. November. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, have, you haven't heard. <laughs> Please send flowers to. <laughs> no, that'll be like the fourth email. Uh, just writing you to let you know that Gabe just he kind of. Pe- oh, in wow. That's flowers, why I put it at the top. Please send donations to. <laughs> In lieu of flowers, please send DVDs of Good Rebels. Oh, <laughs> God. And thank wow. you, Gabe, for yeah. bringing the joke yeah. back. Get well there, soon. Man. Get well soon. Yes. Uh, next email. This will be short. Uh, That's all uh, they wrote. Oh, no, okay. wait. No. Excellent. <laughs> now, this will be short. The one thing... Okay. This has, can be a little Star Wars spoilery. So if you're one of the few that has not seen Star Wars yet, you might want to skip ahead a little bit. Which Star Wars? The new one. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, if you haven't seen Star Wars by now, what the hell are you doing? Sure. And why are you listening to us? Yeah, at this point, I assume most of you, if not all of you, have seen it. But if you haven't, you have been warned because this does deal with a plot piece of of The Last Jedi. If you haven't seen it, stick your fingers in your ears and go la, 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 la for a minute. I was going to say, based on the fights on the internet, I'd see everybody has seen it by now. (laughs) The one thing I wish they would have changed in Last Jedi... I would have liked them to swap the places of Princess Leia and the Vice Admiral. It would have been nice to send Carrie Fish out like a total badass. Mm. This may be my bias to always liking Laura Dern. Signed, Cthulhu Collector. Well, that's actually an amazing point. Yeah. Although... Well, they had already, the script had already been written and yeah, shot. Yeah, well, obvi- so, obviously, yeah. Yeah, this is obviously the chain was... Han first movie, Luke second movie, and and whatever they had planned for Leia on the third, something would have been for Leia in the third. There, there was a, a reason for having her through the whole movie. Oh sure, sure, and, sure. And because, let's face it, there's plenty of opportunities to lose Leia in this movie, and almost did at at one mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. And, and yes, it would have been badass that she makes that decision that uh, Laura Dern does. One of the greatest fucking moments in film history, by the way. That that was just an amazing, amazing 
It's a Fucking glorious moment. moment. It was really amazing. And a great choice on sound design. Yeah. Yep. And you saw the post, I think it was Biggs put up about yes. the... Uh, All the different theaters that are now putting up yes. warnings because people kept complaining that there was something wrong with the film. Yes. Something wrong. There's no sound. The, this, the, the sound dropped out. Now, I will say this is an example of where, if you're reading the Star Wars books, that they really do fill in some of the gaps that the movies don't. The Laura Dern character is actually a very large character and an old childhood friend of Princess Leia in the Princess Leia book that was released about oh. four or five months ago. Is she supposed to be one of the... Oh, no. I'm sorry. I'm mixing up movies. It's Never not mind. Bloodlines, but it's the other Princess Leia That's book that was job. done later. So she's actually already a well-developed character in their extended universe books as such. So people that read that book were thought it was awesome to see her and how she makes the final choice makes sense with that character mm-hmm. as developed there. It's one of the reasons I want to read the Phasma book because there's apparently so much. It's a really good backstory for Phasma. They couldn't change it because that's the way the script was. At the same time, I, I don't know if changing it post-death would have been a good idea mm. either. No, 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 no. Yeah. No. Could, but I don't think that's what Cthulhu the Collectors is saying. Yeah. He's saying if if I'd have rewritten it from scratch, this is how I would have had yeah. Princess yeah, Leia. Yeah. And I think, and I agree with that. It it actually would have been a hell of a choice. That would if it was an animated show, they would have done it. Maybe, maybe. In a what show? If it was an animated show, be a dark animated. You mean show, make the it? change? Yeah. Because well, oh, I see. Look, no, and I'm gonna say no because I think that they obviously were doing a through line. With uh, with the old characters passing on, and because a lot of this theme is passing of the torch, but having both Luke and Leia go in the second movie, I think, even though Leia's not around for the the third, having Luke and Leia go in the second movie probably was not something that they were going to want to go mm. with. It'd be very powerful, right? Because. What that means is at the end of the second movie, the resistance is essentially leaderless. Have we talked about the Lando thing on, on air yet? The Lando thing? Uh, somewhere the, the somewhere fa- I heard that but the Benicio del Toro character was originally written to be Lando. Yeah, yeah. and he passed on it. Yeah. That, I've, I've heard that for the first time this evening during dinner. So yeah. Jeff brought that yeah. up. Yeah, I, I mentioned it at dinner. and Yeah, I, I, supposedly uh, Billy D. Williams read it and politely declined yeah. my first thought was oh my god that's terrible then the more more i th- thought about it, the more i'm like wow that would have been harsh that would have been amazing to watch it would have I, it would have been but i don't i agree with billy d williams i don't think that's once you've made him a because in the extended universe he's a general right right yeah you know well, he's a general in the in third Jedi. movie right yeah and he still is you know conceivably Mm-hmm. And again, he makes an appearance in the Battlefront 2 single player game, which apparently is canon. So, right. Take that for what you will. He's never, I can't remember Billy D. Williams ever playing a villain either. Although it was supposed to be Two Face. Now, of course. Well, he was he was Harvey Dent in. Right, which was setting Batman up to be Two Face in the next movie, and they didn't do yeah, it. Yeah, they didn't yeah. do it. Now, of course, these movies, the, the big overarching plot lines are being developed behind the scenes. They know the, the hits they want to do going forward. So, yeah, it was pre-planned, like Kirsten said. And part three is pre-planned as well. I'm sure Carrie Fisher's passing 
changed a lot of those plans. Yeah, yeah scripts aren't done, but the, the, uh, the story outline for this I'm trilogy sure. Sure. Yeah. is done. So there are certain beats that they plan on hitting. The they, fleshing they, out has not been accomplished. Can they Tarkin it like Rogue One? Do you? Uh, no, they won't for, do it. Yeah, for as I, much uh, blowback as that's gotten so far. Yeah, no, I, I mean, even even when they showed Carrie Fisher the recreation of her for Rogue One, and she was actually really happy about it, they felt like to do that with her in the newest one in Episode Nine, they were just like they didn't felt they didn't feel like it would be appropriate. So even though. At had her blessing for that particular one, doing yeah. it again without consent was just they just didn't feel good about it. Mm. And I'm sure they'll make good on the storyline, whatever it is. Yeah, they will. I, I've, I've trusted them thus far. Maybe you don't. Maybe you're in the dissenting camp. I mean, if anything, it'll be a, a good way to open the third the the third movie, movie nine, whatever sure. you want to call yeah. it, is with them reacting to news of her death, which undoubtedly would be at the hand of the first order. Um, well, I don't know. Undoubtedly, I would say undoubtedly would be, and you know, give a lot of oomph. First order crowing a triumph. Sure, you know we're we're, we're succeeding against the resistance and all that stuff. So, midichlorians are a carcinogen. That's probably the problem. Yeah, <laughs> I think you're right. I think you're right. I did find it interesting though that Billy Lord's daughter was in uh, Force Awakens, and she was really. Carrie Fisher's daughter, Billy Lord. Billy Lord, yes. Yes. Was, okay. was, <clears throat> I was like, I didn't realize she was in it, too. Yeah. Yeah, she was in it a lot. Her daughter? In, yeah, the yeah. blonde with the pigtail Billy thing. Lord's daughter? Not pig... <laughs> not pigtails. <laughs> hey, Carrie Fisher's daughter, oh, okay. comma, Billy, Billy Lord, Lord, comma, was in <laughs> The Last Jedi a lot. So. Yeah, she was. Yeah, she was. Uh, so uh, I'm wondering if they were setting Jedi. up that for the next film to be a, you know, maybe another son of... Han and Leia, or another son, <laughs> another child of Han and Leia. I can't talk tonight. God. All right, I think we're we're so part of Andy here. will be played by yeah. uh, Jeff, Jeff and tonight. I cannot do drugs before the show <laughs> yeah, apparently because it really yeah. fucks us up. You notice it's only been Jeff since Andy, Andy walked in the door. Here, here Jeff, <laughs> weird. Have some ice cream. Okay, thanks. <laughs> Melted. It's all melty. Yeah. You see, Andy. Jeff becomes Andy. It's it's. I know. What kind of drug I'm is this? Eat moose with a fork, Andy. That's all they had. <laughs> the spoons were gone. Next email. Hi, guys. One of your recent emails has inspired me to also ask for your opinion on something. Quick background. I've only enjoyed a handful of books in my years, and I've been wanting to share those books with my kids. Up until recently, I have been unsuccessful. I finally got around to listening to the audiobook version of Ready Player One and loved it immensely. I ended up forcing it onto my 12-year-old son, who now loves it as much as I do. That's tricky. Okay. Right. Yeah. We then moved on to Ernest Klein's second book, Armada. Enjoyed it as well. Now we're moving on to other books I enjoyed. I have fond memories of the Chronicle series of the Dragonlance books, but I know the audiobook version's narrator is not that great, and I fear this may impact my son's experience. Will Wheaton is a hard act to follow. My son is not a big fan of reading for himself, so the audiobook version is really my only option right now. Now for my questions. Have any of you read these books? What are your opinions of them? Should I attempt the audiobooks or leave it until he grows up more and hopefully reads them for himself? 
Thank you for your time. Keep up the great work. Kind regards, CJ. How old is kid? I miss that. 12 year old. 12 years old. Okay. Well, well one, let's thing, <clears throat> one thing is uh, cut out the middleman and read them to him yourself. I like that one. I like that one yeah. a lot. Because uh, I know they're older books. The books were written in the 80s, right? Yeah. And, yeah. So, I, and the audiobooks, they probably haven't changed the narrator since then. And audiobooks from the 80s are pr- were pretty dry back then. Right. Yeah, I mean, they, and how they were the, read. The, the way they were done. Um, it, uh, yeah. I, I got one uh, friend who listened to the audiobooks, and it's actually a, a D&D set. Uh, the Drizzt books, Drizzt, mm-hmm. the, the Drow Ranger. And he said that the narrator is horrible. He loves the books, but the narrator is just horrible. So, of course, I don't know if that's pirated or not, because believe it or not, people do that. This is true. They actually fucking pirate. They read books and, and put it on the internet. Yeah. Yeah, it's not even like they're charging money. Yeah. They read the fucking books, and then they put them out there for people. To, but... um. So I would say, you know, if you got, if you think you got the stamina, read them to them yourself, because you, that'll take you on another step of bonding. Sure. I'm not a big fan of Dragonlance myself. I, it it had a tremendous impact on a lot of fantasy readers back in the day, but I was a Lord of the Rings snob, ah. and and all uh, uh, apology to Tracy Hickman. And uh, Margaret Weiss, but uh, Dragonlance did not cut it for me. I, I was a fan of them back then. And I say back then, I actually read them in the 90s. But I enjoyed them, didn't do the audiobook version. The I was especially a fan of the twins characters mm-hmm. in that. Everybody talks yeah, about that. That was, I mean, there's good characters throughout the whole Korean world, but the twins is what everyone gravitates to. I would say. Because, of course, being that he's 12 years old, he might not be receptive to being read to him. I feel that's, you know, that's, I'm too old for this. That's maybe, well, that's could happen. I've never had a 12-year-old, so I don't know. Give it, I would say, give the audiobooks a shot. If they don't click, they don't click. And move on to something else. There's a myriad of other great audiobooks and other series for the two of you to enjoy. As much as you want him to read it, but let him know that you really enjoy these books. And it might be something that he revisits in the future, as you said. Well, when he's reading, finally, on his own. Because as much of a reader as I am, I didn't start really reading until my mid-late teens. Yeah. For fun. I I had novels, but they sat on the shelves. There's one novel that I bought. I probably bought it when I was 12 years old. uh, Magic Kingdom for Sale Sold by Mm. Terry Brooks. Yeah. And I've never read that book, ever. Oh, wow. Mm. So It's good, too. That's what I hear. It, it was a neat premise. Man buys Magic Kingdom and yeah. it's broken. So he's, maybe he's just not ready to read mm. for himself yet. And later on <clears throat> down the line, books that were important to people that I know and people in my family that did read, and there's not many, I have since revisited those books to get closer to those family members and to friends of mine. And so it put the seed in there. And maybe they'll grow later on. Yeah, patience. At 12, he's at the perfect age to read uh, A Spell for Chameleon, too. The first of the Xanth books. No, that's the, it's the very lighthearted fantasy. Very lighthearted fantasy. Um, and they're fun books. Unfortunately, they're all the same book after a while. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the, the first one, certainly. certainly and and that's an easy read. And if you're, if you're 
trying to get somebody to read. That's that's actually a good one to start with. Okay. Yeah. Quick, Matt, which Warhammer book should they start with? <laughs> <laughs> you know, as he said, that they're all turned out to be the same book. It, uh-huh. In my head, I was thinking that fucking <laughs> Warhammer. And I, yeah, I know you were probably thinking the same thing. I wasn't, oh. but go ahead. <laughs> Wait, let me say, Horus Heresy. Horus Heresy. Oh God. Well, and yeah, of course, and who is Heresy? And that, in that example, it it actually is the same book because it's the same story from multiple viewpoints. Yes. Uh, yeah. I like the X-rated version better. And now with Audible, that sort of thing, the you who have is Heresy. The who was Heresy? That's right. You have way more options for recorded books. Books oh, that yeah. never would have gotten recorded in the past are getting recorded. Mid-list books. So if you're still looking at fantasy, maybe look, well, of course, Mike Cole, uh, Sam Sykes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you can uh, find Kings of it, the Wild, definitely uh, get I'm the, sure there's an audiobook version of that. Get the unabridged versions on, uh, oh, on, yeah. the, on, on the audio if they, you can find it. Old Man's War. Old Man's War. And yes, and Scalzi works real well for that sort of thing. If you like Will Wheaton's style, I don't know who's reading Scalzi's books. Will Wheaton? But it would work, so I wouldn't surprise me if they got a similar kind of delivery. Uh, I do actually think that... I think Red Shirts. Wheaton reads Red Shirts. Okay. So I'm pretty sure that happened, yeah. Sure. And, you know, if you find... And I do this. If I you find an author that has found a reader that really works... Find out what what else that actor has read on book, because you can also. I heard a Canadian moose. I did too. There was there was a, it was a maiden call. Wow. Of the great poutine. Yep. Calling yeah. for Captain America and GI Joe. Jimmy Poutine here. Right. Pretty soon I'll get a knock on the door. Some riding his caribou. I just see in the mirror, Kay looking at me like squinting, like what the fuck, man? That was just out of nowhere. Um. Uh. Fuck! Don't lose it. I'm losing it. Kings God of the Wild. Uh, Will Wheaton. Red, Red shirts. shirts. Oh, yes. Y- you really want some street cred with your kid, too. I, f- I don't know which one it is, but Ice Playboy. T. <laughs> Ice oh. T narrated one of the Drizzt books. That's right. So, And I remember reading that because he was It was like just, a short story collection, wasn't it? Uh, of, like different... Re- Different uh, readers, but Ice T was one of them. Uh, oh, oh it might have been. It might have been. Does he read it like his SVU character? Please tell me. <laughs> Please. No, he. It was funny because he he uh, doing this podcast. I, I guess Ice T's got a podcast. Oh, and, what? I know <laughs> everybody's got a podcast. It's good point. Yeah, really. Yeah. And um, any idiot can do it. <clears throat> but Ain't that um, the truth. There Five you go. right here. Yeah, five <laughs> okay. of them. <clears throat> I have a you text here from my here. daughter that actually relates to this weirdness. She sent me tonight. Do you remember that skit on SNL where they do Black Jeopardy? Black Jeopardy actually exists. It's called Joker's Wild. It's hosted by Snoop Dogg. Some example categories that are actually in the show are Who Dat Laugh, Throwback Thursday, and we're also pretty sure Snoop Dogg is drinking lean. They brought back Joker's Wild and having Snoop Dogg be the host? Yeah. With, with I'm this. sure this isn't a comedy skit for like nope. SNL. No, no, no. no. That's real. I've seen the advert. There is a really? There is a comedy skit for SNL, but Snoop Dogg is doing... Who uh, dat laugh? Who dat laugh? <laughs> All right. That's and she had to explain good. to me what drinking lean is, which is apparently uh, codeine cough syrup mixed with Sprite. That I, sounds horrific. And that, I thought the Snoop Dogg cooking... That's the image I gave her. Yeah. <clears throat> I thought the Snoop Dogg cooking show with... Uh, Oh, Martha shit. Stewart. Martha Stewart was bizarre. But well, seriously, though, SVU, 
uh, iced tea, please. Yeah. No. It, it, oh, yeah. Damn it. it. It's it's funny though because he was just talking about how incredibly he was like there is some deep deep nerd shit going on here and it's just and he he was like having trouble getting through a single page. <laughs> oh just wow. Just because it was because he was not. Yeah, you, he you, admitted. You, you think I have a hard time with some of the names? Yeah, I read. exactly. He he admitted. Read a D and D book. He didn't know what he was getting into. Oh, it's on TBS, of course. That yeah. that it all makes sense now. Snoop Dogg, TBS original, Joker's so, Wild. <clears throat> but yeah, they're, I'm, I'm, they're that, that, that. that had nothing to do with any of this. Andy, I did. <laughs> no, you did an Andy tangents. Yes, an Andy tangents. Yes, racially. <laughs> Snoop Dogg, Ice T, oh, and he's okay. got Regis Philbin on an episode. Close, closely related. <laughs> Aren't they the same guy? Oh, Jesus Christ! Wow, <laughs> that wasn't me this time, yeah, folks. Yeah, no. CJ, I hope that helps. Related. <laughs> uh, next email. Hey, fuckers. Been a while, guys. So what? I- I took advantage of a Black Friday deal, and I bought Logan. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Wow. Now, this may come to Kay as a shock. What? (laughs) But I loved it. Bum, bum, bum. Oh, this must be Jake. This is Jake. (laughs) (laughs) Now, 20 minutes into it, I started to think, what are the odds of Sir Stewart getting an Oscar nomination for this? Posted it in the lair, and the general thought is, if there's any other type of film, 100. But since it's a comic book movie, not likely. Now, I know there have been lots of snubs in this regard, like Mickey Rourke, Sin City, Jack Nicholson for his Joker, but people tend to forget Heath Ledger winning his Oscar for The Dark Knight. Now, I'm biased as hell, since I'm diehard Joker nut, so I pose these questions to you guys for some impartial criticism. What made Heath the exception to the rule? Was his Oscar win justified? Did they just give it to him because he died? There you go. Was he a better actor than RDJ in Tropic Thunder? Debate, monkeys, debate. Keep on keeping on, Jake. Wow. Jake uh, making trouble. Yes. that It's a great... Honestly, that is a tough one because, I mean... I don't think Ledger would have gotten it if he hadn't died. Yeah, I'm, I'm I, in that camp too. I'm Same. I'm with you on that one as well. I'm not yes. taking away from his performance. His no. performance is amazing. No, right. And is, I'm not. It, I'm not saying it didn't deserve it either. I'm just right. saying yeah, that's exactly. all Oscar does. It 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 just the the nature of the Oscars. I it's it's hard to picture them giving a superhero sure movie some cred. Now, Logan and Stewart's performance, Hugh Jackman's performance for that matter, both God, I think yes. are, are amazing. And I would love for Stewart to actually be nominated, but yeah, I, I don't know that it'll happen. Would Stewart <laughs> have to be as best supporting actor? Because yeah. I think, just on a side, I think he has a better shot of getting nominated as best supporting actor for that film because the best actor nom typically. They don't like the comic book genre film, but right. I could see him winning it as best supporting actor because it seems like they open up the categories a bit more for that particular. And a lot of that depends on the the studio submission. Yes. So and it, I mean, I just said, was it last episode? I talked about how difficult it is for me to watch that movie because of his performance. Yeah, because you can see. I mean, 
Stuart is great at emoting, and you can see the sheer heartbreak that he's realizing that he's losing his mind, something that was very important to him. And, you know, not only that, but the emotional toll of losing everyone that he's cared about and forgetting that he's lost them and then suddenly remembering and then forgetting again and, and so forth. And just switching back and forth yes. from being powerful and being and yes. from being uh, lost. Yeah. And, yeah. and you know, you know, some being the one of the most powerful mutants ever and then suddenly becoming very weak because he cannot control his mm-hmm. power anymore. I mean, it's... Yeah, I mean, he remains a you know verbally feisty and powerful, yes. but then he'll just right. like, slip into like gone, and it's like oh yeah. And for those of those yeah. who've experienced that, yes, yes. that's and, it. And uh, you know, I I talked about that last week. My mother has Alzheimer's dementia, and as somebody who has experienced firsthand that slow loss of the person you know, Stewart's performance is spot freaking on. Mm-hmm. And it really is throughout the whole movie. So, not taking anything away from Jackman. Jackman is brilliant in his portrayal as an older, grislier Logan as well. But Stewart just is Stewart. I mean, Patrick Stewart is the consummate professional Shakespearean-trained actor. And he shows how good of an actor he is in this. But it probably won't get nominated because no. it's a comic book movie. Probably. <laughs> Simple You're, as that. I, yeah, I, and, and it sickens me that that's the case because he definitely deserves at least a nomination. I think uh, one of the things that went with Ledger is that up till then, Ledger was known of, what, 10 Things I Hate About You, yeah. uh, the, the, it, the Night Musical. It was also a, a, Night's a, Tale. a, Night's a, Tale. a stunning break from what he'd been doing before. Sure. Wait. And, and I'm sure, and I know that he's done some independent stuff and showed his chops right. before it. Right. But this was really his breakout. What an amazing actor role, too. Right. I don't think it would have been enough to push it over the edge for a nomination if he hadn't died right beforehand. Right. Yeah. The Knight's musical. I don't remember. You talking about the Knight's Tale or no? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's not. I mean, it's kind of a music video, I, but yeah. yeah I, I consider it such because of the music choices. It? It's, it's, it's a music video. What they used to call an MTV film, okay. even though it wasn't produced by MTV. I love that film. It's it's fun. I own it. It's fun. Yeah. But uh, it's goofy. Yeah. But it, it, and it's, about his, and it's uh, not Ledger at his best. You guys are all forgetting about a certain mountain. Oh, Brokeback oh, broke Mountain. Indeed. Yeah. That's true. I forgot he was in yeah. that, too. But he was more likely to get nominated for that. Sure. Without it. Yeah. Seriously, yeah. Yeah. Like if he had done, if he had, uh, let's say that he did not die, and he's still with us, and he did Brokeback Mountain after Dark Knight, I would say he probably would have gotten nominated. Mm-hmm. Yep. For that, but not Dark Knight. Yep. So, what are your thoughts? Write to us comments at uglycouchshow.com. And until next week, I am Master Torgo. 80s Jeff. Commander K. Hey, Fact Check Dandy's here. <laughs> Maple Leaf Matt. <laughs> and we'll talk to you next week in Geek. What'd I miss? I, what? <laughs> uh, you missed the Top Gun uh, argument. argument oh. about how Top Gun starts musically. Oh. Do you remember how Top Gun starts musically, Andy? I don't. Right. It starts with uh, a Uh-oh. volleyball scene. 
<laughs> oh, okay. And, and a, very, a very homoerotic. Oiled up men. Yeah. Jumping and slapping. I remember that scene, but I, I thought that was further in the movie. Nope, that's where that's, it starts? That's, that's how it starts. Huh. I don't remember that. And the song that plays, Playing with the Boys. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right? Because, well. Did I watch it through the UK? Hey, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm never going to answer that again. <laughs> I still can't believe it. No, we can't. We got it. I got some things I got to take care of. Take care of just one more game. Please, for me. Sorry. You're sorry. Come on. Mother, for me. You pussy. 